The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. To Moms Across America, I'm Kathleen Fitzgerald. I've got our co-hosts here, Vicki Tonkins and Samantha Goldberg. Today, we've got a very exciting guest. I can't wait to introduce her. In fact, I'm going to do it right now. It's Donna Smith, or AKA Maggie Rose. She is running for governor. We are so excited to have her on the show. Welcome, Donna. How are you doing? It's very overwhelming. We just got back last night, as you know, Kathleen, from Kansas City at an integrity uh, election integrity workshop with 250 other people from around the country, including from Colorado. And um, it was awesome. Juan O'Savin, who's a personal friend of mine, he was there. Uh, another friend of mine, Laura Logan from Laura Logan Has No Agenda, was there. And Patrick Byron, who I might be actually his cousin from Overstock.com. And we had wonderful guest speakers. It was overwhelming. And I am just thrilled to be with you guys. So thank you so much for inviting me. Welcome. One of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show, Donis, was because you're running with the Constitutional Party. Is that correct? And how did that happen? What happened was, is I have been um, anywhere from a moderate conservative to a conservative most of my life. And a lot of that was born out of having been in the military for 35 years. I lived in Korea. Um, I was on my way to Vietnam and I was resent to Korea and I was there when Vietnam fell. When you were on the base, you were safe. When you stepped off the base, you were living in a country that even westernized, you were living under martial law and dictatorship. So as a 19, 20 year old, I found out what it's like to live in a country where you don't have certain rights. And um, the Republican party that I've been a PCP for the last eight years until a few weeks ago, um, my husband is still a PCP, so is my sons and my sister. Um, they left us. We did not leave the Republican Party. Um, they are right now a captured operation. Um, both the Democrats and Republicans don't realize they're both being used. They're both being manipulated. And I realized when I saw what happened in our primaries and the four choices that we were given for the general election coming up in uh, November, I realized I had to do something to get a conservative voice out there. I'm a mother of five. I have four sons and a daughter ages 29 to 45. I have eight grandchildren. The CRT and the, uh, and, the, and the things that are happening when parents are called domestic terrorists in our school board meetings, and I see that CRT is dividing us. I have a family of, of many people from other countries. They're Filipino, they're Korean, they're Hispanic, and they're trying to pit us against each other. And to me, I have zero tolerance for intolerance. Um, I don't see someone's skin color. When I served in the army for 35 years, the man next to me could be black and the woman on the other side be black or Hispanic. I didn't care. We were brothers and sisters fighting for the same goals. And the Constitution Party is reminding everybody that we're still about God, family, and country. And I'm a mama bear and I'm a mama grandmother. So here I am. If you're on the right show, since you're a mama bear. <laughs> So I guess one of the questions I have, Kathleen's already asked, is why you're running in the Constitution Party. And you mentioned that the Republican Party as well as the Democratic Party is being used. Uh, I think some of the people in those two parties know exactly what they're doing. 
And that's probably the biggest part of our problem. But uh, what is it like? What kind of reception are you getting in um, politics? Because you're so outspoken. And there are some people in politics that just have a real problem with an outspoken woman. So what kind of reception are you getting with your, with your campaign? Well, we have some awesome people that are in the Republican Party, and I have friends that are in Democrat Party. My mother was a Democrat for 40 years until she passed last September uh, after taking the Moderna. Um, I have a mixture. Um, the ones that are want to support me are saying, oh, you're going to split the vote? And I say, how am I going to split the vote, okay? First of all, and, and I'm not here to bash people that are, are running, okay? But we have been betrayed. Uh, we have uh, Christine Drazen, who has been up in the legislature in Salem for many years. She refused to walk out, along with five other people, Republicans refused to walk out and allowing the Democrat Party controlled legislature to have a quorum. She voted for defunding the police. She calls herself a Republican. Others are calling her a, uh, a, rhino, a rhino rat. Uh, she voted for defunding the police and Portland started to burn. The district attorney in Portland and Ted Wheeler, the mayor, refused to do anything about it. As soon as the people were arrested, if they were arrested, they were allowed back out the door. No court date, no bail, nothing. Um, the city of Roses is no longer the city of Roses. Um, the Republicans admit that we're a captured operation. They admit the fact that we have people that are Marxist and communist within the Republican Party and in the Democrat Party as well. Um, we have Tina Kocheck, who I've never met. I, I, I don't know her very well, but her comment was, I will be the first uh, lesbian governor in the governor's mansion. Now, I have people who are gay and lesbian in my family, okay? And, and I'm not going to sit here and, and judge them for what their choices, life choices are, but I believe that we all need to work together. And having that as one of the main credentials for people in the liberal um, group from Eugene, Salem to Portland, and having that one as the criteria to voting for someone because of their sexual gender is wrong. Um, then we have uh, Andrew, who's with the Libertarian Party now, and he wants to bring CRT and other things into the classroom that most of us parents are totally against. I was taught sex education in the 50s and 60s by my mother. Um, in sixth grade, we had sex education 20 minutes a week and how the birds and the bees and how it works and little pictures of the fallopian tubes. I believe that sex education belongs at home with the parents. And if the parents can't do it or won't do it, then the doctor or, or somebody through their religious affiliation might be able to help them with that. But the parental rights are being taken away from the parents. The mamas are being told, you don't know what's best for your kids, we do. Now I'm a nurse and I'm a teacher. And I really resent when I have somebody from the transgender or lesbian gay group say, look, we know that you're friends with us and you support much of what we're doing, but we're going to force this down your children. And I feel that's wrong. So then we have uh, Betsy Johnson, who has been a Democrat in the legislature in Salem for about more than 20, 30, 40 years. And the only thing that she would go along with was the guns, the weapons, Second Amendment. But as soon as she heard Justin Trudeau a couple of weeks ago saying he's taking away all handguns in Canada, you can't buy or sell them or give them to your son or your nephew or grandchild. And as soon as that happened, and as soon as all these 
interesting shootings whenever there's an election year all across the nation. Betsy decided to backpedal and now she no longer supports the Second Amendment. So we've got Christine, who's a rhino, who has voted for defunding the police and will continue to do so. And all the things that she's voted for is what Kate Brown, our Democrat governor, wanted. She goes along with everything that the liberals, the Marxists want. We've got Andrew, we got Betsy Johnson, and we got Tina. We don't have any choices. We're going to choose the lesser of four evils. That's why I'm running. You know, uh, Donis, I have an interesting question for you. Sorry about the dog here. <laughs> um, as we are all women here, um, and we're discussing the things that are going on with our country, you're walking into a true mess. A true mess. Um, I think anybody that's running for government right now, and being the governor of a state is extremely crucial, especially with this new election coming up. You know, if we don't straighten out things right now, our country is in dire straits. So where do you stand on that? What would be your first thing to do? I mean, there's so many things that need to be done, obviously, before your state. But what can you do that maybe some other people from other states that are also running can look at you and say, gosh, that's a really great idea we can do this and we can fix this particular problem. What would be your first focus? My first focus is I'm concerned about the economy here in Oregon. Uh, many of our steel workers, many of our truck drivers, our longshoremen, our small mom and pop stores, um, they are all under siege right now. We, we are a captured operation here in Oregon. And I know this is happening across the country. So I want to work on the inflation issue. I want to bring jobs back to Oregon. We have a lot of people leaving Oregon because they've tried and they and they realize that the, the Marxist agenda is taking Oregon down a path of complete tyranny. And so I would like to be able to find ways to bring jobs back here, encourage industry. We don't have the industry we should have here. And stop our young people from graduating college or trade school and saying, we're leaving Oregon. People are telling me their grandchildren are going to Kentucky and Tennessee. And, 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 and they're, they're heartbroken. They said, do we follow there? We can't afford to, to move. It's so expensive. So one of the things I want to do is work on our economy, and I want to work on, on what is happening with inflation here in Oregon that's being artificially created, by the way. Number two, we have to take care of the election integrity or the lack of it, therefore. And that's because if we don't deal with these stolen elections that just happened a few weeks ago that caused me to decide to run um, as a PCP with the Republican Party, um, if we don't take care of our elections now, our country across the board is doomed, okay? We need to make sure that we hold our board of commissioners accountable. We have to make sure we have constitutional sheriffs on board, not a sheriff that says, oh, by the way, the, the, the mayor or the uh, county commissioners pay my salary, so I'm gonna go along to get along. No, if you're a sheriff, you're, you are the supreme law of your county. You are responsible to hold their feet to the fire. And as your governor, I will make sure that there is a constitutional sheriff in every county. If not, I will encourage my constituents to vote him or her out of office. That's number two. We absolutely have to get our elections in order. Look what's happening with the school boards. We've got a bunch of Marxist communists, as people have told me, liptards, running our school boards. Are you kidding me when they're going to call the FBI and say Mama Bear here is a terrorist, a domestic terrorist, because she doesn't want CRT crammed down the throats? She has a white Caucasian mama, has her daughter's best friend is black. 
and and you're going to pit these two little girls against each other because of the color of skin and tell the little white girl she needs to feel guilty because she was born white. This is called divisiveness. And I want my state to come together and not be divided. The third thing I'm going to do as governor is we need to deal with the medical tyranny. Your body, your choice is what these women are saying and men out there. Well, it's my body and my choice whether or not I want to have an invasive procedure put into my arm with chemicals in there, and they can't even tell me what's in them. You open up the pamphlet. I'm a nurse, by the way. You open up the pamphlet that the medication comes in. It's blank on both sides. No side effects. Doesn't tell you where it was created. Anything like that. So that's medical tyranny. And then education. Kate Brown just signed an order, an executive order, which to me is illegal, stating that she is reducing the bar as far as standardized testing. She says, people of color, we're talking about, and I, indigenous, we're talking about blacks, Latino, they can't pass the standardized test, therefore they can't graduate high school. So we're gonna do away with the standardized testing. We're gonna consider doing away with some of the other requirements to graduate high school. Why not help these young people that maybe live in the inner cities to raise the bar and have them be able to reach out and pull themselves up with our help? Don't lower the education standards where everybody then is being dumbed down, which is what they want. Yeah. Wow, That's I love all that. That is exactly what Oregon needs. I simply watched Kate Brown strategically make a lot of decisions that I think we're catastrophic for Oregon. And I live right across the river in Washington. I used to work in Oregon as well. Well, we're about ready to go to the break. This is a very motivating, very, very um, hopeful show that we have today. We've got Donna Smith. She is running for governor of Oregon, everybody. That's really super important because we know we've got a replace Kate Brown with somebody who will fulfill the constitution. And you know how I love the sheriffs, you know how I love Sheriff Mack and Sheriff Songer. So I think all of the points that you made are absolutely critical and, and spot on. Let's Sheriff go to the Mack break. is a personal friend of mine. We met in 1997 in Reading and he was there as a guest speaker. And he said his granddaughter had just been born. I said, what is her name? He said, Liberty Bell. And nice, I said, yeah. I ran out of my yeah. car and I had a silver coin, you know, a one ounce solid silver dollar. And on one side was Lady Liberty and the other side was the Liberty Bell from Pennsylvania. And I handed it this one ounce silver to him. And I said, you give this to her on her 16th birthday and say it came from Maggie Rose, that even when I leave the military, my constitutional oath will never die until I am buried. Yeah, that's powerful. Well, folks, we'll be right back with second half of Moms Across America. Thanks so much. We'll be right back. Over 200 million Americans see the damage of escalating gas prices on their families at every fill-up. The coming midterm election will give these hundreds of millions of Americans an opportunity to tell Joe Biden what they think about what he's done to our country and them. Rather than fix the problem, Joe has created many, many distractions. They include the trillions of dollars spent on COVID-19, billions upon billions of dollars spent on the war in Ukraine, tried to scare the American people with threats of communist China and Russia, 
discounting inflation as it ravages our country, the shortage of baby food and other food to the American people. But he isn't addressing the issues that are important to you. The significant increase in a gallon of milk and the even more significant increase in a gallon of gasoline has made it harder and harder for Americans to survive. Energy isn't just gasoline, which is about $5.10 a gallon, but it's also fuel oil and diesel fuel and natural gas. In some places in the country, people are paying over $6 a gallon for gasoline. Some areas are paying close to 8 Have you figured out that $6 a gallon gasoline will mean the average driver in a small car will be spending $100 a fill-up in this country? As the dial at the pump spins, people have to make choices about buying gas or buying food for their families. Food isn't bought because they need the gas to get to work. If they lose their job, they'll not be able to provide food for their families. Tough decisions for millions upon millions of Americans as they watch the dial spin and their money going out in record amounts. In November, we'll all be going to the polls and marking our ballots for the candidates that we think can help us out of this tremendous dilemma. If you see a D next to a person's name, before you check he's a Democrat, remember he's the one and his party is the one responsible for these high prices in inflation. When you go to vote, remember to vote Republican. In particular, in Oklahoma, you want to vote for Dr. Mark Sherwood, who's running for the nomination for governor in the state of Oklahoma. Get out and vote for Mark. It's important to the state. It's important to America. America, we're here interviewing today Donna Smith, a.k.a. Maggie Rose, who's running for governor in Oregon. Um, back to you. Well, Miss Miss Donna, yes, ma'am. You struck a nerve with me when you talked about the the education piece and and them uh, trying to dumb down the education for minorities. Well, they've been doing that for a very long time, and I'm about done with it. Um, so, um, I have found that, like you had mentioned, when you set a bar, the average student is going to reach for that bar. When you start lowering the bar, you're not helping any of the students, minority, white, whatever, pink, I don't care. You're not helping any of them by doing that. And I don't understand why these people don't know it. So what do we want to, what do, give us a solution, just one solution that you think is crucial to not dumbing down the standardized test or any part of education. Okay, um, and I'm speaking again from experience, like I say, as the governor of Oregon, I am probably, uh, with my background in the military as a teacher, I'm a nurse. Um, my mother taught for 40 years at a junior college and she told me so much of what was going on. Um, an example, uh, she said that where students would come from overseas like Korea or Japan, and because they had to pay twice the tuition that you and I would pay, uh, they knew that they had to get those A's or they would go back to their home country and big trouble. Some of them would have to go into military service because if they hadn't graduated college here, she said they would try to cheat their way through college and university and she would catch them on it. Um, what is happening is we are raising generations of young people to cheat, to be told the only way to compete is to cheat. And when parents are noticing this and saying something to the teachers, the teachers are saying, we are the teachers, you know, the teachers of their egos, we're the teachers, we know what's best for your own kids. 
So the what I believe needs to happen is the parents need to be listened to by the board of directors and the school boards, and they need to be able to actually be at the table because they have skin in the game. They're there for their children. The teachers may or may not have children of their own, but the parents need to be able to sit at the same table with the teachers and say, this is what we want. This is what we're demanding. If you don't, we will pull our kids out of public schools and we will homeschool them or we will get those vouchers that some states are now giving vouchers and we'll take those vouchers and put our kids in private school. For every child that you pull out of the classroom for one day, whether they're sick home with the flu or the cold or whatever, the school district, the public schools are losing money. So if the parents say the only thing you listen to is money, then what we're going to do is we're going to make sure you don't get the funds coming in. If that's the only thing that's going to get the teachers and the school boards to listen to, then that's what needs to be done. Number two, we need to bring the education bar back up to a place that's reasonable for everyone. And if there's kids in the inner cities, like in, in Seattle, Washington, San Francisco, Detroit, Michigan, New York, that are living in these huge apartment complexes, they maybe only have one parent raising them, um, the, then what we need to do is bring these parents in and say, where would you like to see your son or where would your son and daughter like to see themselves 10, 15 years from now? So we need to open up the lines of communication and hold their feet to the fire, the teachers, the principals, the school administrators, and definitely the school boards. That's how we can start bringing this back into some form of sanity. One of the things we've all learned is you keep on doing the same thing over and over again, hoping to get different results. That is the one of the terms, definitions of insanity. Right now, what I see happening in America and here in Oregon is what I, as a former nurse and a psychiatric nurse even, would call insanity. Excellent. So I got a question for you, Adonis. Uh, I was out when I had my other radio show doing Intel, went down the streets of Portland and faced Antifa, BLM, straight up. How do you think Kate Brown has failed and what would you do to help protect small business owners uh, in downtown area and keep the downtown safe? And what would you do uh, to help get uh, on Antifa BLM off the road, off the street. Like I said, I come from a family of teachers, truck drivers, electricians, longshoremen, firemen. We have police officers in my family. Um, one of the things that we absolutely need to do is we need to stop defunding the police. We need to give the police the respect that they're owed, that they're due. These men and women, they put their lives online every day in the small cities as well as the big cities. They need to be properly trained like we did in the military. We had what we called the SHARPS training, S-H-A-R-P-S. And I used to teach that and also the courses in the military. During most of my 35 years in the military, I taught what we call consideration for others. We all knew it in school growing up as uh, the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. We need to bring our police back online. We need to give these people the respect that they're due. We should not be hogtying them and muzzling them when they're in downtown Seattle or downtown Portland and they're not allowed to arrest. They're only allowed to stand there because their mayor has the wokeism going on or the district attorney has the wokeism going on of the very liberal agenda. So the only way 
that we can deal with the Antifa and Black Lives Matter is if they know that they're not wanted in our cities. And I do not want them in Portland. I do not want them in Eugene. I do not want them in Medford. If they want to come to the table and talk with us about their concerns, I will invite them in the door of the Capitol and they will come to my governor's Over office. Over 200 million Americans see the damage of escalating gas prices on their families at every fill-up. The coming midterm election will give these hundreds of millions of Americans an opportunity to tell Joe Biden what they think about what he's done to our country and them. Rather than fix the problem, Joe has created many, many distractions. They include the trillions of dollars spent on COVID-19, billions upon billions of dollars spent on the war in Ukraine, tried to scare the American people with threats of communist China and Russia, discounting inflation as it ravages our country, the shortage of baby food and other food to the American people. But he isn't addressing the issues that are important to you. The significant increase in a gallon of milk and the even more significant increase in a gallon of gasoline has made it harder and harder for Americans to survive. Energy isn't just gasoline, which is about $5.10 a gallon, but it's also fuel oil and diesel fuel and natural gas. In some places in the country, people are paying over $6 a gallon for gasoline. Some areas are paying close to 8 Have you figured out that $6 a gallon gasoline will mean the average driver in a small car will be spending $100 a fill-up in this country? As the dial at the pump spins, people have to make choices about buying gas or buying food for their families. Food isn't bought because they need the gas to get to work. If they lose their job, they'll not be able to provide food for their families. Tough decisions for millions upon millions of Americans as they watch the dial spin and their money going out in record amounts. In November, we'll all be going to the polls and marking our ballots for the candidates that we think can help us out of this tremendous dilemma. If you see a D next to a person's name, before you check he's a Democrat, remember he's the one and his party is the one responsible for these high prices and inflation. When you go to vote, remember to vote Republican. In particular, in Oklahoma, you want to vote for Dr. Mark Sherwood, who's running for the nomination for governor in the state of Oklahoma. Get out and vote for Mark. It's important to the state. It's important to America. Come to my governor's office and I will sit down and address their concerns. And if I don't have an answer, I will get them an answer or bring in the experts that can help them. Again, it's about communication. I want to communicate with the Antifa and Black Lives Matter. I want them to know I care because this, this is their state too. But the fact is burning and pillaging and murdering people in the streets of Portland is not an answer to solving our problems. Thank you, thank you for that. Samantha, do you have a question? Um, my, my one question would be, obviously with you being a woman and being in that position, I wonder, if you feel you'll have any fight back based on women, you know, women, we've been trying for multiple decades to make it to the same level as a, as a male. And so have you gotten any pushback from that as far as running for governor? No, actually, the people that are the strongest supporters mm -hmm. are the men. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, yeah. you know, the thing is, is I used to, when I was in the military, I grew up with uh, four brothers and a 
a sister. And my sister was five and a half when she had cystic fibrosis. And we lost her due to malpractice in Oakland, California. So I was pretty much raised then with my three brothers all younger than me. And then I went in the army. And my first introduction to people of color even was when I went to basic training at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Coming from California to Fort Jackson, South Carolina is a culture shock in itself. And all my 35 years in the military, I dealt with more men than I did women. And I told my women that were under me when I was the first sergeant and also when I went to officer candidate school, I told my women, I said, look, you don't like the way you're being treated by the men, the, the language they're using or the, the harassment, but I heard you behind the barracks using language that I didn't even hear coming out of my soldiers, language that I've never even heard coming out of a sailor. So it has to do with respect. If you show these men that you're not trying to grow something beneath the waist, or you're showing these men that just because you're an assertive woman, you're not trying to take their job. You want to work with them cooperatively. Um, I am proud to be a woman. I'm a girly girl. I'm feminine. But you know what? I also believe that a woman can be assertive and not be aggressive, not be coming across like some kind of an aggressive, uh, I don't know what the word is to use. But I told my soldiers, when it comes to the Army standards, and it's this way in the governor's mansion too, there is accountability when you're the governor. You have to be held accountable, your feet to the fire. You can't play wishy-washy because somebody did you a favor who happens to be the CEO of a major corporation. I will not be bought. And I'm, and I'm like an oak when it comes to meeting the standards, when it comes to the Constitution of Oregon, when it comes to the Constitution of the United States of America, I cannot be bought. I cannot be compromised. OK, and I will be like an oak for the people of Oregon. I am not going to be their leader. They and I are going to lead together. A good leader is someone who knows when to lead and when to follow at the same time. It's a fine dance and communication has to go up and down. So I will not bend like a willow tree when it comes to the Oregon constitution, when it comes to uh, protecting the corporations and businesses that are here, I will be their oak. Wow, that's pretty strong. Okay. So just to let me say that you can find Donna Smith uh, online, constitutionpartyoregon.org, constitutionpartyoregon.org. Oregon.org. Donis, D-O-N-I-C-E, Smith, running for governor of Oregon. Sam, go ahead. I know you have another question. Oh, I was just going to say that it, it's refreshing to have a, and I, and I want to preface to our viewers that passion is very different than being pesky or overly persistent. That's how I'd like to end this because there are lots of passionate people, and obviously, uh, Denise, um, Adonis, sorry, um, you are a very passionate woman. You're a very strong woman. And I believe that putting all sexes aside. I, I, I would like to think that, yes. I, I would like to be able to give out a number. If anybody has any questions to ask of me, especially in Oregon, my cell number is 541-530-4718. I am approachable. I am receptive. Um, if you're going to call me up and threaten me or harass me or whatever, um, I can just always hang up. But you know, if you want me to be respectful of you, 
please be respectful of what I'm trying to do. This is not an easy thing here. Again, that number is 541-530-4718 is my personal cell phone number. And I want people to know that even uh, in the governor's mansion, I'm gonna be completely open and transparent. I swear to God, um, I believe that the only way that we can get our country back on track is if we're completely honest, completely respectful of each other, regardless of our skin color, our ideology, our religion, or you know, Black Lives Antifa, I want you to please come to me and say, these are our concerns. I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, and, and I've been a teacher at high school and junior college level, uh, and as, a, as well as a tutor. I was a scout uh, master in Boy Scouts of America. Um, I'm a radio journalist, photojournalist. I've, I've done so many things, and I'm not an expert, and I don't know everything, but I can promise you as your governor, I will not play games. I will not play games. Well, that is what America needs, people. I'm going to lead this off to Kathleen to finish off our segment. Well, thank and you, Samantha. This has been a great show. I hope that everybody here that's listening understands the importance of what Moms Across America is trying to do today. Give Oregonians, which is uh, one of my states, a, a chance to step up to the plate and vote. Remember, voting's free. Uh, I heard that there's, there's some Soros-backed candidates that have a lot of money, that they're putting forth a lot of money. Listen, you don't have to have a lot of money. We just need you to vote. Oregonians, please, please. Anybody, if you're not registered in Oregon, vote. That vote can go to Donis. That vote can go to a constitutionalist. She's not saying I'm Republican, I'm Democrat. No, she's addressing all peoples because we've got to get through that CRT, that critical race theory, divide and conquer crap. That's what I think. And leaves that to uh, Vicki. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today here on Moms Across America. And remember, moms across America, you are America. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.